welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with for our report. And today, guys, we are jumping back into another example on how to use a uh, wraparound mortgage or all-inclusive trust deed. So on our last episode, we we talked about, we used the example of a single family home that has an ARV of about 250000 Seller owes 57 k on it. Uh, her payment is uh, 635 a month, P-I-T-I. Uh, she rents it for 675 a month, um, and it could be rented for f- about 1400 a month. Needs about 25K in repairs. Uh, she already had a cash offer at 165 on it. Now, the last offer that uh, Jeff came up with that we talked about <clears throat> was a wraparound her existing mortgage. And that was uh, the offer price was 180k, with 9,000 down. Uh, we'd created a new note for 171,000 at 2.5% uh, interest, and this is a hybrid interest rate. And so we were able to pick our payment on that one of 850 a month, principal and interest. So we would uh, still have to reimburse for taxes, and we had a term of three and a half years, and there would a there's a balloon owed at 149,351 at the end of that 42 months. Now, let's jump back to this, Jeff, and, and get into your other example that you have on it. Again, this is another wraparound example. Yeah, so it, we're, right? we're going to use the same example. And keep in mind that what happened with this, that this lady has quite a bit of equity. And when we're offering one loan that wraps around her existing debt and her equity, right? So we, we offered her $180,000 um, with $9,000 down payment. That means that her equity is $171,000 minus the $57,000 she owes to the bank. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is that, one fourteen? dollars um, of equity. Yeah. So if if we are offering, you know, a really low interest rate or a principal only payment, something like that, uh, her equity is is decreasing pretty rapidly, maybe even more rapidly than she's getting on her own underlying mortgage, right? So yeah. um so there are a number of reasons why you might want to set um up how you are making these offers. And here is a really good way of potentially doing it. And I'll show you why. So what we could do, we could have offered her the same exact um, amount, right? The $189,000 down, but structured it just a little differently. So first we could have 
done a wrap, which would be what's called an exact wrap. So we're now basically just taking over her existing debt. So we are creating a, a new note that wraps around her existing underlying mortgage. And it mirrors, it is exactly the same as her underlying note. So the interest rate's the same, the monthly payment's the same, everything is identical, okay? So that, that's one note. And that as the buyer, whether you are going to be the buyer or wholesale it, you are now paying $635 a month, P-I-T-I, for this note, okay? Mm -hmm. Clear on that? Yep. But now we still got 114000 in equity from the seller that we have to deal with, right? So... Mm -hmm. We are going to create a new note and to the seller. Um, it'll be in second position. In this case, you, know, you, you have the bank note that's in first and we're wrapping around that. So uh, in reality, we're already in second. Uh, the bank gets paid first, then we would get paid. Um, so th this is in reality like third, but I like to still call it second. Uh, but $114,000 in equity. All right, so now we can structure this loan however we want, right? So um, could we say, hey, Miss Seller, um, right now you are paying $635 a month and you're renting for $675. And... Uh, at $675, it's probably costing you $30, $40, $50 a month, every single month. What if we could just stop you from having to pay any money out? And hey, in three and a half years, you will get paid your full $114,000 of equity. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were able to do that, what, what does that mean for us or our buyer? That basically, that means that we have a payment of six thirty-five total, right? Yeah, and that we potentially can get rents of fourteen hundred dollars a month. Um, now, granted, why would she wait on her money? Um, well, right now she's losing money every month. So, in this case, we take away all of the the burden of being a landlord and the negative cash flow that she's been paying and not uh, you know what we're just basically protecting her equity at this point yeah okay? so that's one idea a second idea might be hey you know, we've just got to structure new terms for this so could we do interest only if you know a hundred and fourteen thousand. So we, we kind of know that we don't really want to be, you know, we, we can offer her a couple hundred dollars more a month, right? Two, 250, somewhere in there. So we can maintain the cash flow for the property for us or for our new buyer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So we're already at 635. So we know that we can pay, you know, 835, 850, somewhere in that range. And so, 114,000, let's say times 0.03 is 3420 divided by 12. So if we offered her a 3% interest only, 
we'd have a payment of 285. Yeah, that's not really what we want. There's going to be no principal pay down. We're just paying interest um, at the end of three and a half years. We still owe her $114,000. Um, could we do our hybrid interest rate just on this portion of the note? Yeah, the second. Yeah, yeah. of course. So what if we did 114000 present value? Let's say 2% on this one. 2% interest and 42 months in. And let's say we want to offer 225 a month. So 225 negative as payment. The future value pays down very, very little. So it's down to 112,478. So pays down about $1,500 um, over yeah. three and a half years. Yep. Yeah. That's and the reason for that is, is that the payment's super low and, you know, we're still dealing with 114,000, uh, you know, interest alone is over $2,000 um, at 2%. And we're, we're only making a payment of 225. So uh, there's only so much money that can go toward principal when, you know, you're barely covering the interest. So, so what would make sense here would be, why don't we just pay her some principal so that we can keep keep her cash flowing um, and that we still get the the benefit of principal pay down? Yeah. So, but what if we just offered her two hundred and twenty five dollars a month, principal only? Yeah. <clears throat> so two twenty five times forty two would equal nine thousand four hundred and fifty. So at the end of three and a half years, we would have paid down this loan by you know almost ten grand, ninety five hundred basically. Um, so we'd owe about one hundred and four thousand five hundred. Um, you know, not huge, but uh, we're maintaining our cash flow. We're giving the seller. You know, seller should be thrilled now. Um, now, not only is she not having to come out of pocket, but She's she's maintaining most of her uh, principal, uh, most of her equity, I should say. Uh -huh. uh, she's getting a positive cash flow, and she's still going to have a good payday in three and a half years. Right. That's the reason. Now, if you look at this, so in our first example, when we did one wrap, okay, our balloon payment. Uh, at the end of three and a half year was just under 150,000. Um, now, I don't know what the kind of principal pay down we would be getting on her underlying loan, but you know, what, what if it was $200 a month? And uh, it can't be a whole lot, right? Because um, 635 PITI, um, you, you got your taxes and insurance in there already. So uh, the, the principal and interest amount is not very much. Um, yeah, a couple so, hundred bucks or so. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if, if you were getting $200, you'd probably be getting pretty much 50% of your payment was going toward principal. And, but let, let's just say you were getting $200. So 200 times 42 
would be $8,400. So that loan would be paid down to, let's just call it 49,000. And uh, we had just said that um, uh, her other note, her equity would be paid down to what was it like 104, five. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're at about 153, four, something like that. So it's pretty close to where we were, but you can now see that in the first example, she's given up another four or $5,000 in equity, right? In her, mm-hmm. um, this way we can structure it. This might not have been the, the best example because we can't offer her a whole lot on this second mortgage on her equity, but right. enough that it still makes a difference in her situation, right? So I think she would have probably kept this house if she was making a $400 a month cash flow. Yeah. Um, and uh that's why this was a pretty easy offer to get accepted because you know she was getting more than what anyone else was offering her and she was getting a positive cash flow and it still works for us because we can get some of that principal pay down that we want yeah so uh, does that make a little more sense of why you may that you you can structure it either way but especially when people have these low um they owe a low amount on the property. When you start doing like the first option where you're doing one note that encompasses all their equity and you're trying to get that rapid principal pay down, it's coming out of their equity, right? That, that's yeah. where it's coming from. And they may have some pushback in that they don't like how fast they're giving you, know, you equity and how fast they're losing equity. Right. Uh, so it can be restructured in a way where, you know, now we're, we're, we can be more protecting their equity in this particular case. Now, you know, if there was more cash flow involved that, that hey, that there was probably more options that we could have offered. We probably could have figured out a way to do the hybrid interest rate, or it may have made sense to do, I, I don't love interest only. I like principal pay down. Uh, of course yeah so uh but you also know that you have built-in equity here so um you know you do have to go put in some money to rehab this but uh you know more than likely you're not thirty thousand was going to be more of a rehab estimate not a rental estimate you probably get by with about half of that so um but that's what I wanted to show is the difference between uh, when you're doing a wrap that you can create two notes and deal with the seller's equity in different ways, or you can create one note, which would wrap around both their underlying mortgage and their equity and have them make, make one payment to the seller. Yeah. Okay. So as far as, principal pay down between the two um looks like on this one she'd be down to uh, at least on her hundred and fourteen thousand dollar equity position with 225 uh monthly payments uh after 42 months <clears throat> it would pay down to 104 uh 550 right 
I'm sorry. Say that again. I was just doing the math. So on her 114 equity, right. 114 K equity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 104, after, 550. Yeah. After 42 months, it would pay down to 104, 550. That's right. Yes. So uh, a little less rapid principal pay down on this well, option. Think about this for a second, though. Um, so in the first example, we were paying her $850 PI, principal and interest. Yeah. And then she was being reimbursed the taxes. By doing it the second way, we are wrapping that first, right? So we're, we're just making that payment. Now we're going to change the tax, the, the insurance, but that, that's not an issue. But the taxes are already part of that payment. Remember, I right. told you we're doing yep. an exact wrap. Yeah, so we have six thirty-five. So in reality, we're only paying eight sixty instead of closer to a thousand fifty. So we could actually up our payment to her in the second example to be closer to what we were paying her in the first one. Yeah. So we might actually get more rapid pay down by doing it this way um as opposed to the first way if they were you know exact so if we were making the same payment to her either way that you you may actually get more principal pay down this way right right okay that makes sense and then when you wrap the just to clarify when you're wrapping or when you're creating the new note for the exact same note that's in place of the 57k you just go with the same amortization schedule, right? So as far as the underlying note? Yeah. So 57K principal, same interest rate, whatever it might be. Correct. uh, The remaining terms would be the same. So if she's if she's into it, you know, year 24, let's say. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The exact same. And that's why you you would want to investigate what is uh, what are the terms of the underlying note? Yeah, um, yeah. You would, uh, uh, and, and current you, mortgage statement and yeah, current mortgage statement or online access, so you could see where you're at in the amortization schedule. Um, you know, if this was a commercial property, I'd want to know if there's a balloon payment. Uh, if it was a private mortgage, I'd want to know when the term when, when it's going to be due. Um, is there any prepayment penalty? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, most of the stuff that you deal with these days don't have prepayment. Um, you know, they're 30 years or 15 years or w- whatever it was that, that, you know, she signed up for. Yeah, I, I already know. I'd look at this payment and I'm like, it's definitely not a 15 year. Uh, uh, it's a 30 year amortization. We got a payment coupon and then we verified a few things and that was enough. Um, but you will always want to do that um, anytime that you are leaving that underlying debt in place, uh, wrapping it, taking it subject to wh- whatever the case may be. If there's underlying debt that belongs to someone else, uh, you want to investigate what the details of it are. Right. Yep. Cool. Well, I hope this uh, helps you guys uh, in showing you the two different ways to structure, uh, you know, very similar offers, um, but just 
it structuring them in just two different ways. Um, one creating just one note, and the second way creating two notes. Um, and by doing that, you're actually able to give the seller a lot more uh, monthly uh, income doing the second way, right? No, either way, it depends how you structure it. But um, more than likely, you know, the way that we did it initially, the seller was getting more money from option one than option two. Uh, but she would now see her equity being protected um, rather than being lumped in with her underlying debt. And yeah. so what we could play around with these numbers on the second option in any way that we want. And one of the things that, that you know, again, this might not have been the best example. We probably should have done one with a little more debt, but what, what if this was $125,000 debt and she was 15, 18 years into this note? Uh, now, now it would really make sense to um, wrap that exactly. Now you get all the principal pay down of being 18 years into a note. Plus now you can structure the second note however you need to, to make this deal work. And when I say for it to work, work for the seller where it makes sense for her, work for you as either the buyer or the wholesaler, and potentially the buyer that, you know, the landlord that would buy. Right. So it gives you flexibility is what I'm saying. And yeah. That, that's the key point. Um, and I can tell you, I do, I, I make offers both ways. Um, sometimes I make it, you know, I'll tell you really good. What, what if she owed, let's say this was 175 and her payment is 950. Um and so I, I don't really have any room to give her any money, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I might be able to give her some down payment, uh, but I don't really have much room to give her any cash flow. So rather than do one loan, what I would probably do is do two. And I would do an exact wrap. I'll pay your nine seventy five. A month PITI, uh, and then I'll give you a note for the balance of your equity with no payments, no interest for three, four years. And at the end of that time, when the property is refinanced or sold, you will be paid out that amount of money. Yeah. So that way she knows I, uh, you know, my equity is intact today, and I get that amount three, four, five years from now. Right. And that might work for them, right? Yeah. Uh, it, so, it, it happens. Um, yeah. It all just depends uh, on what their needs are. Yeah. Uh, you know, would it happen? The more equity, the less likely they're, they're willing to do it. But there are plenty of sellers out there that, you know, that the money is, is not like, it's not like they desperately need this money right now. What they desperately need is to be out. You know, they need their sanity back, right? So they don't want to keep dealing with tenants and uh, repairs, and uh, you know, they just can't deal with it anymore. And mm -hmm. give me a solution that makes sense 
uh, and I would consider it. Um, you know, what we'll talk about subject two here in uh, probably the next episode. And, you know, uh, Jonathan, you ever have someone at closing not only say, yep, here's my property, here's the deed, I'll stay on the loan for the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it be. And I'm writing you a check for, I'm not asking for any money. I'm giving you money because I feel like the deal is still too tight. Has that ever happened? No. I've done it probably a half a dozen times um, where the seller writes me a check to take their property. Yeah. And sometimes it's sizable. <laughs> That's crazy. We're in a different market now. Yeah. Well, yes, this, this wasn't recent, but, um, but it'll come back again. I mean, all the markets are cyclical. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause when people are upside down and they know they can't sell it uh, upside down or, you know, slim margins. Um, yeah. yep. Uh, and, uh, if you explain it in the right way, it's like, look, I can't make your problem my problem. Um, you know, uh, I could deal with this if we had a little more equity. You know, um, I hate to even ask, but you know, are you willing to pay to get out of this so you don't have to deal with it anymore? Yeah, <laughs> they say yes, huh? They do. Wow, that's cool. And that's the power of creative financing. That is correct. So um, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there and we'll jump into using subject twos on the next couple episodes. So guys, thanks for tuning in. We hope that uh, this is bringing you some kind of value, at least uh, even just a different perspective on how to look at deals, uh, especially with this example, you know, looking at it from a wholesale perspective, or uh, if you're a rehabber and you were to buy it that way, or looking at it from a, a landlord's perspective, um, hopefully it uh, gives you something different there to take away. Uh, but if you guys love this content, uh, please rate and review our show. We need, uh, we need a lot more ratings to uh, get the word out. Um, <clears throat> so wherever you get your podcast, just go in there and uh, give us a rating. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at the creative financing podcast.com. That's where our archive is. Um, Jeff offers a couple apprenticeship programs that are, uh, you know, nationwide, uh, wholesale based. So if you guys are interested in that and you're just getting started, uh, definitely check them out. Uh, you can get info by emailing Rebecca, that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A at weofferoptions.com. And lastly, if you uh, if you want to really dive into creative financing and uh, grasp it and actually go through examples, um, check out our Creative Financing Academy and uh, Jeff can get you more info on that. But we have a video we can send you right away to kind of give you an example, give you a taste of what it's like. And if you love it, um, join the Academy because uh, it's going to be the best way that you can learn to use creative financing, uh, just like, you know, the examples we go over in the show. So if you're interested in that, please email Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, -F, at weofferoptions, with an S, dot com 
for that. Any last words, Jeff? Join our Facebook group. Uh, yes. Yep, there's uh, a lot of quality people, very um, smart, uh, experienced people in that group that you know, the goal is to help you get more involved in creative financing, understand, you know, get your questions answered, even, you know, potential deals that you're looking at uh, to get some uh, advice on that. And yeah, if you are looking at adding creative financing, either as a supplement to your business or to make it your business, um, yeah, reach out to me. Let's chat. I think uh, uh, I'll send you a free video of what uh, you would be getting, and I think you'll like it. Cool. Yeah, that's the Creative Financing Podcast um, on Facebook. So yep. join that for sure. Okay, guys, till next time, go out there and create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.